0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State Podcast. I am your host, Kurt Stubbs, and we have a great show lined up for you today. I hope everybody out there is doing well, Um, still dealing with the uh, pandemic around the nation, not only that around the nation, but around the world. Um, Still a lot of uncertainty uh, in all aspects of life right now. Uh, especially when it comes to um, high school sports, getting ready to get going again. Um, as of right now, uh, you know, football and things like that will get going here in Ohio on August first. So, some big decisions to be made for the um, people that, whether that be the state OHSAA, uh, the governor, the health departments, the school districts. So still a lot of decisions to be made out there and um you know i'm just going to you know continue to pray at the national at the state and at the local level that uh you know that that wisdom uh will prevail uh, whatever that looks like uh at this point but I'm um, just going to continue to pray for each of those people that um are going to have to make tough decisions uh and it's not going to make everybody happy but uh it's it's where we're at and that's why people are leaders because they do um have to make tough decisions not everybody is cut out for that um but uh let's hope and uh and pray that our, our leaders do use uh wisdom and knowledge and understanding and discernment um throughout this process So this week, um, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest coming on and we're going to talk about a plethora of topics from recent commitments to uh, the Miami Hoop vault Triple Double Prospects open run in Dayton, uh, to the Brawl for the Ball, which was last weekend in Fort Wayne, uh, to the event uh, up in Lorraine that was also last week. Uh, We're going to talk about, you know, just everything in between, but uh, I will mention that uh, at the time we recorded this, uh, some of the stuff since then has taken place, so I, I did want to mention this, a um, couple of commitments that have taken place since uh, we recorded this episode, uh, AJ Clayton, uh, 2022, 2022, out of Philo uh, High School, has committed to Jeff Bowles. At Ohio University, and uh, Jalen Sollinger at 2021 from Thomas Worthington um, has committed to Rob Senderoff in Kent State. So two more uh, commitments today, uh, which is Sunday. Uh, we'll talk about the three that happened this week. Uh, also today uh, was the finals of the Jim Rats Basketball Association National Championship Session 2. Uh, Ohio did come out a winner in the 17U Platinum Division, which is the the best division, uh, TNBA Ohio ends up beating Storm UA Rise, which UA Rise uh, that Storm UA Rise team's led by uh, Kobe Buffkin, who is a Michigan commit. Uh, we had Kobe at the Crossroads Elite Invitational out in Indianapolis uh, a few years ago, and boy, it's it's uh, you could see it. Uh, at that point, but man, he he has really come uh, a long way, and he's really starting to um, turn the corner. But TNBA Ohio uh, was able to overcome him uh, thanks to a, a really good defensive effort from Jonah Wagg, uh, who was face-guarding him most of the time uh, of what I was able to catch in the live stream. By the way, that live stream um man if you've never heard uh Tim Atkinson, I think it's at tim atkinson twenty two on Twitter man he brings the juice uh on that play by play man I love his intensity and his enthusiasm so if you've never heard him call a game uh you need to do so he he was he is great uh but that t n b a ohio team uh really like this team uh Henry Rayner out of Cleveland St Ignatius is a kid that colleges man if he's not on your radar he should be uh and then you got the pair of of Youngstown State commits Josh Irwin and Luke Chacon Irwin from West Yaga Chacon out of Mentor uh, I mentioned Jonah Wagg so it's a it's a really really nice team really nice backcourt and then you know with Irwin with his size that can that can play on the perimeter and Rainer inside man Uh, Really good effort this weekend in Fort Wayne from from those guys to win the 17U Platinum. 16, um, Nova Village Reese uh, lost in the finals, I believe, to uh, Wisconsin Independent. Another really solid week for Nova Village, and that's George Reese's team. Uh, They had a really good weekend last weekend as well. Uh, In the 15U, the top finisher in the Platinum was uh, Mid-Ohio Pumas Kuhlman. Uh, And they lost a tough three-point game to the Prospectors. Prospectors had a good weekend last week. Uh, I think the Prospectors lost to uh, Bates Fundamental last week, but uh, they were able to get the job done this week. So great job again to the Mid-Ohio Pumas-Kuhlman. And those were your top finishers in Ohio in the Platinum Brackets. I I do want to mention, you know, in this very strange time um you know not everybody and not every program felt comfortable going out and playing and and let me just say that that is perfectly okay um you made the decision uh with the best of your knowledge and the best of your wisdom and what you thought was best best for your program and your kids and that is great man i I love when people you know you got to make decisions for your own, and they may and, and there was a lot of programs out there that made a decision to play in very limited uh, events, uh, and then there was ones that also um, decided that they were going to go ahead and play in some more events and uh, get their kids some some more uh, live game action and exposure out there, and that's okay too. You know, if if you're using the wisdom uh, to make that call, and you're not just doing it for selfish reasons. So, you know, it's it's one of those times where, you know, people want to argue and get into debates about things, and you got to make the best decision um, that you can make with the information and knowledge that you have, because this is, you know, as I said, very uncertain times. So, um, you know, to those programs that decided, you know, hey, we're going to wait till next year, you know, I applaud them, and I also applaud those that, Decided to to step out and play as well. Um, you know, a couple programs, man. Um, I was around when Nova Village uh got going, when Calvin Booth got that started. Um, you know, I was around in their first year and just to see where that program has come, man. It's just phenomenal um growth in that program. Andreas James, one of the better guys uh you're gonna find in basketball. Uh he's done a really good job of of just continuing to build that program. And then, you know, the mid-Ohio Pumas also have done an outstanding job. But, I mean, Northwest Ohio has been around for a long time. They do a great job. Uh, the Ohio Buckets, uh, Hobson Elite, um, you know, so TNBA uh, for sure. Uh, and, you know, I apologize if I'm missing anybody. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. But, man, some of these programs have have really – uh, lasted uh, Ohio varsity, uh, another tough uh, program that's lasted. So, uh, really uh, like you know, those programs that um, have started from the bottom. Um, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere and they just have continued to develop uh, and, and just do what's best for players, uh, players getting better, uh, getting them, putting them in position to ultimately get them. Uh, to college, which is to get that education. And if basketball uh, takes you even further, you know, that's just, uh, you know, icing on the cake. But I did want to mention those programs that are just doing a great job out there in Ohio. And, and obviously, you know, all Ohio, uh, OBC, C2K, um, you know, when King James was around, you know, those programs are great too, Um But, uh, you know, those programs get a lot of notoriety because they play on the circuit. But I did want to mention some of the other programs that are doing great things out there as well. Um, So let's uh, let's transition. Um, The guest I'm going to bring on today, um, I, I sent out a tweet. I do think this guy is one of the rising stars in the business of evaluation. And I don't just say that to. Uh, stroke his ego or anything like that. I I do feel like uh, TJ uh, brings a lot of substance. I believe that he's a natural born learner. He wants to learn. He wants to understand. He's willing to admit when he's wrong, you know, so he's got that humble spirit um, where a lot of times, you know, even myself thinking back to when I was younger, TJ's age, sometimes it's really hard to admit when you're wrong uh, you think you you have all the answers, and um, TJ talks goes into this and talks about how he's grown since he he got into this, since his days of falling around Steve Newton from Third Coast Hoops and, and and to where he's at now. So he's gonna uh, talk about his travels um, recently and, and just some of the players that he's seen, and we're gonna just break it all down today. But we're gonna start by just you know kind of diving into his story a little bit of where he got started. Uh, where he's at now, and just some of the things he's learned and some of the advice that he would pass along to young guys uh, getting into this business. So without further ado, let's bring on Mr. NEO Spotlight, TJ Petros. TJ, what's going on, my man? What's going on? Can you hear me good? Oh, yeah, loud and clear. All right, perfect. So, it's been uh, a pretty busy last couple weeks for you um, and your one-man band at NEO Spotlight. Uh, Before we get into some of these uh, bigger topics uh, from the last couple weeks, uh, for people that may, may not be uh, as familiar with you and what you do, um, you're definitely one of the rising eyes of talent, um, not only in Ohio, but around you know, the Midwest. What is it that you specifically do? Because when you first started, I know you had a vision, but you've kind of expanded upon that. So tell listeners kind of what you do.
1: Yeah, so uh, when I first got started into, you know, kind of high school hoops, uh, I was with a guy named Steve Newton, uh, who owns and operates Third Coast Hoops. Um, He makes like a bunch of highlight tapes for kids. Uh, So me and him just kind of built the reputation of traveling around Northeast Ohio, seeing as many games as we possibly could. And that just kind of led me, um, you know, just eventually I was, you know, building credibility and building rapport amongst college coaches and. Uh, You know, I just kind of told myself, like, hey, you know, there there, there has to be, you know, some kind of a business in this thing. Uh, So that's when I started reaching out to guys like Chaz and Corey and uh, and just kind of got my foot in the door uh, as far as NEO Spotlight. Uh, And since I was already familiar uh, with Northeast Ohio and this is where I'm from, uh, I just kind of stuck around here for my first few years. And then just as things grew, I I eventually branched out. And this will be my fourth year covering the entire state of Ohio.
0: Yeah, I, I remember seeing you as a younger guy um, running around with Steve uh, at various events, um, and and you mentioned something that I, that I think is very important. You talked about building that credibility. I have kind of a opinion on this, but what do you, what do you think it is that allows some in the business? Uh, to build up that credibility, what what are the things that, that young guys need to, to to do to get that credibility?
1: I think one of one of the biggest things um, is putting a, a name uh, and a and a face and a personality to your brand. I feel like every almost every day on Twitter, there's you know some you know new neo sports page, sports page or Columbus sports page. And it's just your typical, you know, cliche, like, logo of Ohio. Um, and it's just, you know, you don't know who they are. You, so you don't know how hard they work. You don't know what they do. They just kind of spew tweets out at you. Um, so I think the one thing I would tell anybody is to just to, you, have, you have to be your brand. And that's one thing that I tried to do is I, I was like, I'm going to outwork anybody and everybody. So I tried to go to as many games as I possibly could um and guys just got they saw me so much they started asking who who the heck is this kid Um, (laughs) and and, you know they would see me so much so it just kind of just kind of led to that so I I just think you got to put your dues in and obviously you know I I feel like I still have a lot to learn but there was a time where uh, I didn't know anything and I think it's it's okay to to admit that you don't know much but you just have to put the time in and ask questions and be willing to to listen more than you speak. I think that's the biggest piece of advice that I could give to anybody who's trying to get their foot in the door, whether it's sports writing, scouting, um, anything involving high school basketball.
0: Yeah, I think that's a huge point. The the quicker you can get to the point where you realize when you start this, you know nothing, um, the better off you're gonna be. you know, I make no secret about it. When I, when I started to move forward statewide, uh, John Stovall was, was a big, um, mentor, uh, to me out there, uh, covering basketball. And, and he always used to to tell me that, you know, being in the gym is half the battle and it's true because people will start. He always said, you know, Stubbs, you can be annoying. You ask so many questions, but I like it. Uh, and, and I think we, we all need to be at that point. You know, when we start that journey, it's to, to ask a bunch of questions, be annoying, be seen. Um, and and like I said, I I think you hit on some, some key points to that. What do you think is, what do you think is probably the biggest thing you've improved on, um, evaluating these kids over the years from when you started
1: so i i think one time uh one thing uh i forgot forget who told me this um but it it was somewhat kind of recently um and it stuck with me um so i know a lot of times we have our own observational biases you know we have our own things as scouts and as people that we look for in certain players and certain positions and You know, maybe a kid, you know, wasn't very good the first or second time you watch them. So you just kind of write them off. Right. You kind of pencil them into a box like this is what this kid is. And I feel like we we especially do that with younger guys. And and that should never be the case. Um, But someone recently told me that to go into every game, go into every showcase, every open gym, every evaluation, like it's your very first time seeing that kid, even if you've already seen him 10 times. So it's just, that's one thing that I've tried to do as of late is just give kids a a blank slate. So anytime I see a kid, I pretend like it's my first time seeing him, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's that's outstanding. I mean, because, and that's hard to do uh, because we all have these like preconceived notions of, you know, we've seen this guy before. And TJ, I kind of had like the opposite problem when I first started, like, I would see a guy and he would play extremely well and I would be caught in the moment, you know, where you're like, you know, this guy, this guy's gotta be high major. This guy's definitely mid-major, you know, or mid-major plus. Cause it's so easy to get caught up in that moment of, you know, how good somebody's playing. And then when you actually kind of step back and say, okay, who was he playing against? You know, was the, was the, the competition level, um, you know, were we talking like EYBL level talent? Are we talking mom and pop's ball here? Are we talking his high school team, his high school conference? So I kind of had the opposite problem where it was like I would get like caught up in the guys and, and maybe overhype them a little bit. And, and I don't know if that, that's something that, that you struggled with at first, but uh, maybe you were kind of on the other side of the spectrum,
1: yeah, because I was doing just Northeast Ohio for my first few years. So I, I was seeing the, the Garfield Heights, the, the Shaker Heights, the Canton McKinley's, you know, the Lorraine's. You know, I'm seeing all these teams um, and I'm saying maybe, you know, you're you're fine. You know, you see maybe 40, 50 teams throughout the year, but you're really watching, you know, the 20 kind of familiar teams that, you know, that can consistently win, consistently play in these major showcase events and Chad will told me something one time it, it just kind of resonated with me he said kids don't get better the more you watch them and, and what he meant by that is just like the more you see a kid you start to just kind of nitpick and you, <laughs> you almost forget the things that they do really well or the reason why you like them in the first place so that was another reason why i was just like i need to get some perspective i need to to leave northeast ohio i need to start consistently going to Columbus and Northwest Ohio and Dayton and just seeing what else is out there. Um, And that was just a a really big thing for me. And then that, you know, eventually led into going to the EYBL and every year it's like clockwork. I walk into, you know, the EYBL. Unfortunately we weren't able to this year, but when you walk into that gym for the first time, especially when you watch 17U um, after, after watching, you know, seven, eight months of, Ohio high school basketball, you just kind of forget how big kids are, um, right? You know, you, you walk, in. Yeah, I remember I went and watched the, like, Mocan Elite, that was the first team I watched last year, and I mean, they had seven foot, six, nine, six, eight, I mean, it was just like, you, you forget, it, you know, and it's just kind of like a, a way to just kind of put things into perspective, and a lot of times we think, hey, you know, this is the, the best kid in Northeast Ohio, so he has to be high major, or this is the best kid in Columbus, so he's got to be high major. And then when you start to, you see seven, eight high major kids on the floor, it kind of kind of changes your mind a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big country out there. And, you know, if you've never been to an EYBL event, uh, you know, if we... Get to do that again, um, the, you know the way we we used to. I would highly encourage you to do so. And I've said this many times. It, it's just like, you know, you walk in and it's kind of like, especially 17U as you, you noted, it's like a surreal feeling. I mean, it's just like you're walking around feeling like you're in like some kind of dream. There's like just, I mean, you, you don't think that people that big and that many of them actually exist. I mean. You know, I I remember looking out there and you're watching, you know, piggyback, like Mocan a couple years ago, and you're like, dang, Michael Porter Jr., 6'10", he's playing the wing, Uh, you know, and and his point guard is is Trey Young, and it's like, what in the heck am I watching? Uh, Because like you said, we just probably got off maybe a month earlier watching the state tournament, which is a great event, uh, but it's just such a... It's just so different. Uh, and some people have a, a vision of, of what they think travel basketball is or AAU, you know, because everybody calls everything AAU. Um, but if you watch EYBL, you know, or, or even Under Armour and Adidas, the high level stuff, um, boy, it gives you a different perspective of, of travel basketball. But let's kind of move into you know recently what you've been doing and man tj it's tough out there right now um you know nobody knows what's gonna happen day to day and and you have found a way to to be able to get yourself to some events i've seen you uh, on the live stream with with your face mask on and your, your kobe shirt but uh you know how difficult is it out there right now? And, you know, what, what are some of the limitations of, of what's happening right now?
1: Honestly, um, first and foremost, I just, I, I'm just i just grateful that, um, that we're able to watch basketball. Um, if, if you would have asked me back in March or April, uh, you know, when the NBA is shut down and the OHSAA canceled the tournament, um, I wasn't sure when we'd see I didn't think I would see basketball again until 2021. Uh, so thankfully, you know, thanks to guys like Zach Fleer and Corey Albertson, um, the guys over at Wildcat Select and Indy Heat. Um, I've been able to go to a plethora of events the last like four or five weeks. Um, and it's been awesome. Uh, I mean, it's not hasn't been your, your typical AAU experience. It, it's definitely um, too weird not, you know, seeing the, the bleachers not just lined with dozens and dozens of college coaches when you walk in this piece. Um, so it's, it's been a, a, kind of like a surreal experience, I would say. Um, but I can, I, at this point, I, I don't want to complain about it because I am just happy that, you know, we're able to get basketball. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it's at this point, you know, with, with especially with these 2021 guys and, and even some of these 2020s that, um, are, you know, doing a year of post-grad, you know, this is kind of it. I mean, you know, this is kind of that, this is usually that big audition uh, for those guys to, to be seen and got like you mentioned, Zach and, and Corey and those guys are are giving these guys a platform to be able to do. And then guys like you hopping in your car and, you know, people respect your opinion. Um, And it's different because, you know, I've watched the live stream of, of most of these events and it's really hard to tell, and I know Chaz kind of points this out. One thing it's hard to tell is size on the live stream. absolutely. Um, especially like if I don't if I if I don't have anything to compare, like I don't know like the guys on the other team, and I don't know what their size is. Like they're watching a guy I think is six foot, and he's actually six five. Um, so that's difficult. And another thing, you know. Being there in person, you know, allows you to, to be able to evaluate level that, that the competition is going up against, and you've been able to see that, and like you mentioned, you, you've you been to the Wildcat Select, and you've been to, um, recently, and this is what I kind of wanted to get into here, uh, is the, you were at the Miami Hoop Vault uh, Triple-Double Prospects, I guess you'd call it open run, but It's not really, you know, everything is organized. You know, the teams are advanced. uh, And as you know, I was looking at and something that was hard, the live stream. And I don't know if you tried to go back and it kept freezing up and you could miss like two or three possessions in a row. Buildings, but um, what I, I, I was able to watch the first three games. So that means I did get to see everybody. At least of the guys that kind of stood out far enough is that Jacob Connor from Kettering Alder, and the crazy thing is, is looking, um, you know. I really think Kettering Alder could have made him, um, this past year that, you know, they had the three that were pretty good um, and in and Smith and, and I'm missing somebody, Yule. Um, but, you know, you know if you look from a numbers standpoint, you know, nothing pops off the mirror at you from his sophomore year, but this is a guy that could really explode onto the scene
1: yeah and uh so the thing with Jacob was the first time I got to watch him was I believe it was last may um we were we were out in space, um and we were watching a Dayton team flight uh, on a fifteen u level um and i I primarily went just to go watch Sean Phillips. I kept hearing about this six, nine six, ten um kid from Ohio who's just massive right out of the Dayton area. So I went to go watch him, and, and then you see a kid in Jacob who was, at the time, probably 6'5", 6'6", real thin. Um, and he was very intriguing because of his size and you know, his fluidity. He's an extremely, extremely high-level passer. Uh, that was the one thing that kind of jumped out at me. And then, thankfully, I got to see him a couple months later uh, down at da- uh, Dayton's team camp. So it was nice to be able to get multiple evaluations of a kid in different settings. Whether it's AAU, then you see him with this high school team, then you get to see him again a few months later flying to the hoop. Uh, and the thing with Jacob, like you said, the, the the way his high school team plays is kind of slow and methodical, so you don't really get to see, um, I guess, his full, you know, his full ability. Uh, and then it, he's kind of playing playing the point guard for Alter at times. Um, bringing the ball up, getting them into their offense is kind of facilitating. So from just like a pure number standpoint, yeah, he's not a guy who's going to to jump off at you. Um, but then, you know, when you see him in an event like what Corey did, a kind of more free flow, uh, less structure, you get to really see his athleticism and his ability. And it just seems like he's starting to, to combine the, the talent with the production, which is the one thing that I was just kind of waiting on. Um, and he seems like he's really starting to put things together.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and I don't know if you're, you saw it or not, but I, I made a tweet a couple uh, weeks ago about, you know, being able to play in the half court. Well, this is kind of like a, a reverse situation where, where Connor, you know, in high school season, he playing predominantly in the half court. So, as you mentioned, it was nice to see him in an event where it's more, you know, wide open, more, more free-flowing. You know, to, to to highlight some of the other things that he can do, and like you said, man, he he is a really good passer. Uh, and just to kind of reiterate, he averaged just a shade under five points, close to six rebounds, and three assists. You know, which is not like off the page statistics, but you know, I, I think with those three seniors gone, I think that's going to significantly increase. And I think this. Is you know, one of the more highly sought after guys in Ohio in that very talented uh, 2022 class. Another guy I wanted to mention, and, and I, I love this kid. And I, you can tell me where I'm off or, or what Anthony McComb kid from, from Thurgood Marshall. I, I love this kid. Uh, what, what is the game that makes him a really good player?
1: Yeah, so with Anthony, he plays um, travel ball with any uh, old true game. You know, he's, so he's surrounded by, you know, Malachi, Branham, Trey Woodyard. He's got a lot of talent um, that he plays alongside. And the thing I like the most about Anthony is that he can, he accepts his role. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a kid. He's a, he's a really good athlete. He just plays hard. He competes. He's going to pick you up full court. He's going to turn you. Um And I think, you know, he's not the – I wouldn't say he's the most skilled guy, um, but I do think he has the ability to kind of slash and get to the rim and be able to make plays. Uh, I think he's just like the ultimate utility guy. Um, And I I think he kind of improved – I think he improved his stock uh, at Corey's open run.
0: You know, speaking of of a kid that improved his stock,
1: and and I haven't seen much
0: of this kid since he was really – I want to say maybe 14 U – um, the lefty, uh, Justin O'Neill. Like when you see him from behind, and don't get me wrong, he, he's not in boobs. As- when you, you know, I mentioned lefty, lefty, you know, I, I think Justin O'Neill was a kid that really raised his stock down there.
1: Yeah, so that, that was my first time um, getting to evaluate Justin. I had heard things from Corey uh, over the last few months or so. Um, And I thought the very first game, uh, I believe his team was up first and he he dominated. Uh, So it's six, three, six, four. He's got a really strong frame. Um, He's kind of like a hybrid hybrid forward. You know, he could take you inside out, made a couple shots, which surprised me. He was able to take some bigs off the bounce and get to the rim. Um, He was really good when he was able to just kind of catch it face up, size guys up. Um, you know, and just jab him, you know, create space and take a shot, or he was able to just kind of straight line drive to the rim with his left hand. Uh, so he was a kid that I, I wasn't familiar with going into it, but I think he should, He probably played his way on, onto some small college radars.
0: Yeah, I thought he could get that ball at the elbow. I thought he was, he was very deadly um, picking his spots from that elbow and, and being able to size up body so thought it was a good day for him uh, uh you know he's not gonna he's not gonna score 45 points but this kid can run a team and it seems like he's always like one or two plays ahead of the of the defense he, he he uh he has a high basketball IQ he seems to make the right pass most of the time and that's Ben Nostman from Canoe.
1: so a funny story about Ben. So this was back, uh, I want to say maybe 15U, 15 or 16U. Um, All Ohio was doing an event. It was uh, right after the state tournament. I forget what they call it, like the, the Nike grassroots cup or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, one know. of their – one of Yeah. You, so, you know, I'm already in Columbus. Um, so I'm like, yeah, let me sneak over there on a Sunday before I head home. Uh, I just wanted to be able to get, like, a a preview of all Ohio 16U. Uh, So so I go up the steps at Reynoldsburg, and I'm watching them play against this Pumas team. And then I see this this kid out there, and he just has an incredible feel. I mean, just sees the floor, whips it across the court with both hands, um, plays hard, was able to kind of get to the rim and, you know, create some opportunities for himself. You know, I ended up, you know, going over to the bench during the game and asking the coach, you know, like, hey, you know, who, who is this kid? Because um, he kind of – he was one of the best players on the floor. Um, and at a time, you know, that's when all of how red had, you know, Kobe Johnson, Kalen Etzler. I mean, they, they had a bunch of, you know, mid-major to high-major guys. Um, so, I, I went I got, got the kid's name. <laughs> found out he was from Tip City. Um, I had no idea if Tip City was the name of the high school, if – tip was the name of the city or if it was tip city altogether i had no idea but i just remember i wrote the kid's name down um and a few months later i got to see him at spese and then i got to see him again down in louisville um and he's a kid that i've just always been a big fan of because uh, i can honestly say in the last six or seven years he's probably the best passer that i've seen um at least in recent memory Uh, i just think he's got an incredible feel and he's a kid that you just enjoy talking to, um, I would say I could down at Corey's event. I got to have a couple of conversations with them. Uh, he came up to me, introduced himself and this seems like a really good kid and you know, his recruitment is starting to take off. Uh, I believe, uh, right the week, right after Corey's event, they went to Fort Wayne and played and he picked up an offer from Winthrop. Um, and Lehigh was a few weeks before that. So he's starting to get uh, some real quality programs to express interest.
0: You know, I've I've listened to him a couple of times um, on some interviews and he's he's one of those uh, high school kids that you can actually, you know, kind of carry on a conversation where if you ask a question, he can, you know, kind of uh, articulate back to you, you know, in, in more than two or three words, which a lot of high school kids like. You better have seen questions ready within the first 30 seconds because everything's gonna be answered in one or two words. Uh, but he's not one of those kids. And and I remember Xavier Simpson years ago when he was probably in seventh grade, and I was just blown away by to the sit there and conversate with me and tell me, you know, every kid in the team Lima program, uh, where they went to high school, what their strengths and weaknesses were, I was blown away by not surprised at all to see. The success that he's having but uh some of the other guys and you can say anything about you know any of these guys that stood out to you obviously A.J. Brown is a standout you know guys um, I really liked Malcolm Curry from Wayne out is, is going to be a hard guard no matter what the setting you
1: know,
0: anything jump out at you uh from any of those names
1: yeah, the, the one thing that, that really kind of caught my eye and that it was refreshing to see was, um, I think it was on July 3rd, I believe, is when Corey and the guys over at 275 Hoops did their uh, Cincinnati Open Gym. Um, mm-hmm. and, and A.J. Braun and Alex Williams were both there. Uh, and then I saw them on the roster again in Dayton. Uh, so I thought it was really cool that both those kids reached out to Corey and expressed interest like, hey, we want to play again. Um, and I thought that was awesome. It's nice to, to see kids take initiative. Um, and I think with Alex, I think he said he wasn't happy with how he played in Cincinnati, so he wanted to redeem himself in Dayton. I just thought that was, that was awesome. Um, and that, and he, that's why I think so many people are high on him. It's just He's just a winner. Uh, you know exactly what you're going to get from a guy like him. Um, and A.J. Braun, I, he, his body is starting to improve. Uh, and the one thing that really jumped out to me in these open gyms is Usually you don't see kids playing very hard. Um, but with A.J., that's one thing you I, I couldn't really say that about because he's crashing the offensive glass. You know, he's running the floor. He's being physical. He's initiating contact. Uh, you know, he's going after 50-50 balls. He's challenging shots at the rim. Um, so I, I, I thought that was awesome, and I think that says a lot about the kids, and I think it says a lot about Corey um, and his ability, you know, to put on a, an event where kids – felt the need to to play hard like that
0: yeah i hadn't seen much of um malcolm curry from wayne um and, and i was pretty pretty impressed i liked what i saw from him and he's he's he he's got some uh he's got some bursts to him uh, that's probably the first time i've seen him i mean i may have seen him at a younger age uh when we were evaluating for crossroads but um, that's the first time I've seen him that uh, I can recall, and, and I really liked what I saw from him.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a kid. Uh, he's uber athletic. Yes. Um, I got a chance to watch them, the the one of the first games of the season against uh, Columbus DeSales um, and against Des Watson, um, and that's kind of when – I think that was my first time evaluating Malcolm and just kind of getting a feel for him. And uh, I think the backcourt of him and uh, Laurent Rice, uh, the 2023 guard, uh, I think it's going to be really fun to watch those guys um, if we get a chance to watch those guys. Um, but, yeah, they should be one of the, the more exciting, one of the more athletic backcourts in the greater Dayton area.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, when you when you think Dayton recently, uh, Wayne is obviously they had um, in 2015. But, you know, Trotwood has kind of been um, the team – you know, maybe the last three, four years, five years, um, and, and they're kind of in a transition period where, you know, the Blanton's and the Davises and uh, the Andersons uh, are gone. Um, so, you know, you're looking at a, a kind of a new group. You've got Carter Mims, who is an undersized guard, but really can impact the game. I really like uh, the young kid, Dewan uh, Anderson, who is the grandson of Dwight Anderson uh demonte raglan who's also a a football guy um anything that
1: you've seen um that you like from the the trotwood guys i I think the the dewan anderson kid to my knowledge uh i he's a the 2023 kid i believe he was at you got it yeah he was at dayton ponets last year if i'm not mistaken um so he may he might be transferring i i'm not sure
0: you could you could be let me uh, let me double check that yeah you you are correct on that I don't know why I thought he was uh, slated for Trotwood but yeah he was at Ponus last year
1: yeah he was a kid um, that I, I went down to the the Stephen Gusler Invitational at Thomas Worthington High School uh, I went down on Saturday or I went on day two. Um, And I remember Zach Fleer, you know, sent me a text and said, hey, you know, Dayton Ponents just played Thomas Worthington. Uh, You know, they have a kid you need to check out. Um, He said you can just flat out shoot the ball. And, you know, so I I was kind of excited to to see a young guy. And I went in the gym and Zach was spot on. The kid hit four or five threes. Uh, He's got great range. And he surprised me with like his his feel. I, I thought he made just kind of good basketball plays. I'm um, just kind of stay within the structure of what was going on and didn't really try and force anything. Um, it will be interesting to see, um, speaking like you mentioned, Trotwood, uh, just, just to see how they transition. I mean, they always have good guys. They always have athletes. I think regardless of who's there, I think they're just going to flat out play hard. Uh, you know exactly what you're going to get out of, uh, you know, Rocky's group. Um, but as far as the, the level of talent, I will say it, it will be a drop off from what we've um, kind of grown accustomed to. Um, but like you said you know exactly what you're going to get when you when you play those guys um, they they're, they have a they have a great way of making you play how they want to play
0: that's a great way that is a great way to say it and they you know the ultimate testament to what you just said there was what they did to Hilliard Bradley which,
1: which completely you know, nobody completely shocked me nobody does
0: that to them nobody does that to them and and Trotwood was able to do that on Bradley's home floor, uh, which is is amazing to me. Um, You know, if you're a Dayton basketball, you know, college, high school, you know, to kind of go one and the same down there. You know, you should be excited. Uh, You know, Thurgood, uh, and and this is all saying that people are going to be where they're at, and you know, Thurgood's got you know a a nice trio of guys coming back. Trotwood obviously is not going to go too far. Dunbar hiring Tony Dixon, that's a good, good hire. You know, they've obviously been uh, reeling some people in, uh, a few years back. Center is, is going to be loaded for the next few years. Wayne, and people are, are talking about, you know, Weston is a team that could be uh, a sleeper in the area down there. If you're not a Dayton basketball fan, you should be, you know, excited about some of these younger guys coming up. TJ, you you know after you attended that, you went to the brawl for the ball, uh, which was, insane. Um, and you know division, uh, some of the teams that, that that I was able to catch, you know, I did catch a lot of the Indy Heat uh, team, which has a couple of Ohio guys on that, and uh, Michi John. Gian- Kalen Etzler, uh, and if I forget anybody, please let me know. I, I was yeah, I,
1: as far as their 17 U, those are the, the only two Ohio guys. That's,
0: that's what i I lose it a little bit, but um, I thought those were the only two Ohio guys. I saw C2K. Um, I saw both uh, of the New Village teams. Um, I was able to see Luma's uh, ended up winning the gold uh saw quite a bit in northwest ohio and then uh some of hops and elite um i want to say the scarlet team because they both they had both the scarlet in the 17 years. let's start with um uh the Indy heat um they ended up winning uh the tournament the, the platinum uh and you were able to – I think you were watching the championship online, but you had made the uh, comment to me Johnson was just uh, outstanding in that game.
1: Yeah, so anybody familiar with, you know, high school basketball and particularly Northeast Ohio, uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with, uh, you know, Sonny Johnson and Michi Johnson <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Sonny Johnson Jr. and Michi Johnson Jr., um, and, you know, unfortunately, he was a kid. Don't, got- don't
0: forget Marcus. Oh, yeah. Don't Martin, forget Marcus.
1: Yeah, he's special, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, with, and with Metia, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, he was a kid who got hurt. Uh, I want to say it was in the district. Um, first round of the district tournament his sophomore year. Uh, you know, he went to, to make like a behind-the-back dribble and just kind of had like an awkward um, landing. Uh, ended up injuring his knee. Missed, obviously. All of uh, 16U uh, missed, you know, the entire uh, next high school season. Uh, so it was just nice to see him out on the floor. And uh, one thing that, you know, I think anybody can, can say about that family and about little Michi in particular is that kid is just a worker. Um, so just to, to see his body and how much it's changed, you know, he's, kind of, he's grown. He's about 6'2", maybe 6'3". I mean, he's, and his body is completely transformed. He's put on weight. He looks, he looks like a high major guard now, physically. Uh, mm-hmm. and, th- and that was just awesome to see a kid make that full, uh, you know, recovery, um, because we know a lot of dealing with injuries is mental rather than physical. Um, so it's just nice to see him kind of come into his own, get back out there. And I think they've won the last three tournaments that they've done out there in Fort Wayne.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's a team that, that, you know, when you talk about Michi, I mean, he- he oozes confidence so you know he he had that going for him but like you said I mean you you're not coming back from like a tweaked knee I mean he 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 had a really bad injury and you know I told you maybe a couple weeks ago I was watching him and and thought man he he really looked great Uh,
1: are we back Can you hear me, Stubs?
0: I can hear you now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what was going on. Um... All right, man, let's hit it. All right. Um,
0: before we got cut off there, uh, I was uh, talking about uh, that Indy Heat team with, uh, with uh, First, Caleb First, who's uh, heading to Purdue. I mean, he's a big-time Midwest kid. Um, Blake Wesley, uber-athletic, a talented Indy Heat team. Um, you know, Kalen Etzler is, is also on this team uh, from Convoy Crestview. And his minutes were, were limited in the games that I saw. Um, did, did you see... Um, much of Caleb this um, week. Or Caleb, yeah, so I've been, Caleb.
1: I've been out to Fort Wayne the last two weekends, um, and that, that Indy Heat team was there. Um, and, yeah, from, from what I saw, I saw about three or four of their games, uh, and then I watched one on live stream. Um, and, yeah, it seems like his minutes were kind of limited. Uh, I think he did start one of the games that I watched. Uh, maybe it was against uh, the Ohio Hoopsters that first weekend, that balling under one roof. Um, But like you mentioned, I mean, that team is is it's almost like the all Big Ten team. Um, You have Julian Roper, who I believe is going to Northwestern, Um, Mm -hmm. like Wesley, who holds a number, uh, you know, a Big Ten offers. We mentioned Michi and Kalen both going to Ohio State, Caleb first going to Purdue. Uh, So that team is is massive, uh, especially for uh, a tournament that's not just filled with EYBL and, you know, shoe circuit level talent. Um, so they've been able to, they've had, they've had some, some close calls and some scares, but uh, they've been able to win three straight, three straight weekends against some, some pretty decent competition um, as far, as far as locally goes.
0: Yeah. Speaking of close calls uh, in the semi-finals of the brawl for the ball, uh, they, they were able to sneak past, uh Northwest Ohio 58-55. Uh George Mangus tied this game with a th- with a with a bucket in the lane. And then Michi Johnson gets a uh a basket and one to to seal the victory there in the closing seconds. Uh that Northwest Ohio team specifically led by uh George Mangus from from Lima Shawnee, who you know You can sit there and evaluate his game all you want, but he does one thing and he does that one thing very well. And that's put the ball in the basket. He knows how to do that uh, for head coach uh, Al Welch of Northwest Ohio. Um, Anything else you saw from Northwest Ohio that you like? They obviously run a lot of good stuff and play hard. Yeah.
1: So um, uh, me and Corey uh, watched their game against the mid Ohio Pumas uh, Thursday night in one of the showcase games and, um, I can honestly say, just from a pure basketball standpoint, um, that was far and away the best game that I watched. Um, I thought both teams, you know, they play the right way, they pass, you know, they move without the ball, they, they can shoot it. You know, they got five guys on the floor at all times that can all play away from the rim. And um, that, that was just awesome to watch. And, you know, they both run a ton of sets and they execute and, um, the Northwest Ohio team, you know, led by, um, you know, led by Mangus. Um, and speaking of Mangus, I'm going to make a pretty hot take here. Um, even though he was just a junior last year, uh, he was, he was my pick for, uh, Mr. Basketball. I mean, a kid who averaged well over 30 points a game, led his team to an undefeated regular season, dropped over 40 points in the district final, shot 70% from inside the three point line. Um, and on a team that was full of pretty much just mostly juniors and sophomores. I, I think um, Barker, who was their starting point guard, was the only senior on that team. Uh, so I, I was, I'm a big George Mangus fan, um, and thankfully I got to watch him live during the season with his high school team uh, and then get to see him, uh, Tyson Elber, who's his high school teammate, a um, kid named Dylan Hughes from Parkway, um, a kid who I was not familiar with at all, Uh, He's like a six, four, kind of like a point forward lefty. He's a really good facilitator. Just kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink for that group and really makes plays and gets guys in their sets and finds guys in their spots. And um, they have a few other kids that I really like. Gabe Clement um, out of Columbus Grove, Uh, Tate Burness, I think is from Columbus Grove as well. Yep. Who can just flat out stroke the ball. Um, So they're, there were a few Division three programs and some NAIA programs that literally followed Northwest Ohio around like a lost puppy uh, all weekend <laughs> um, and I think rightfully so uh, I mean that and there was a kid named uh, Justin Nixon I believe from Minster uh, who was really good six six big man kind of true back to the basket guy I uh, really liked him I know there were some programs that spoke really highly of how he played and uh, so I, I'm a big fan and I, I wasn't surprised at all that uh, they took uh, Indy Heat, to you know, to the wire. And I believe in the last three weeks they've played Indy Heat maybe two or three times, uh, maybe maybe four times. I knew a couple of them were blowouts. And, you know, it's tough to beat a really good team, you know, two, three times in a row. Um, so I, I think that kind of explains why that game was so close. And I think those Northwest Ohio guys just kind of had a chip on their shoulder and wanted to kind of sneak on out. And they almost did.
0: You mentioned Magnus in
1: the, the and
0: you said before? When you look at like the three best teams on their schedule, I'm just thinking about Lima Senior, Ottawa Glendorf, and, and maybe Finley. Um, if I if I'm not mistaken, he was lights out in those games uh 30 plus I 30 or 30 plus in all those games if if I'm if I remember correctly
1: yeah and most importantly they won all three of those games and they Yeah won they won all three they- of those games by double digits if I'm not mistaken
0: Yeah you know they they played Ottawa Glandorf at home but regardless Ottawa Glandorf was a team that um and they beat them by 12 could have very easily won the division three state title. Um, and, and then they come back, you know, I think that maybe the very next night and beat Finley, uh, but, but they beat, uh, you know, the big one that jumps out at me is the Lima senior beat them by 15. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, Shawnee, every game they played, they won last year. And, um, and they're not the only team that's in this boat, but, you know, just, kind of disappointed and sad for those kids that, that there was no ending to, to that season. Cause man, that, there was, there were some really cool storylines that could have happened in, in all four divisions. Uh, you know, you had mentioned two guys, uh, from, from Grove, Burnesser and Clement, and maybe, uh, and, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Northwest Conference Player of the Year was Blake Reynolds.
1: Yeah, uh, he Also, um, I <laughs> got a chance to see him this past weekend as well. He was playing uh, with an Indiana-based program. Um, so it, it was surprising to see um, just the amount of talent that Columbus Grove has in that 2021 class between those three guys that we just mentioned.
0: Yeah, you know, Grove's another team. Uh, every game they played last year, they won. Um, and and they, were, they were left hanging uh, in that Elite Eight. Uh, but, you know, we'll move forward here. Uh, some of the other 17 U teams, uh, you mentioned the Mid-Ohio Pumas. Uh, both uh, Nova Village teams had pretty successful full weekends. And uh, I apologize if, if I butcher this name. Nova Village Allian uh, and then obviously Nova Village Lemon. Uh, anything stand out to you from those two teams
1: yeah so uh, I, I know uh, Andreas James who you know who's kind of like the director of the program um, great guy great guy great, great guy. yeah one of the, one of the better guys that you know that you'll kind of come across in, as far as Ohio high school hoops and particularly you know grassroots ball um, so I know he had to step in and coach that um, that Nova Village Elaine team um, I, I know the the guy who usually coaches it i just call him coach Dev Um, But yeah, it was a great group. Um, They actually knocked off C2K, uh, C2K Elite in the semifinals. And unfortunately, you know, kind of took a a beating to to Indy Heat's EYBL team. But I thought they had a great weekend. I I was impressed with with both Nova Village teams. Um, And there were I can tell you this. My my phone was blown up from Division two, low majors and even some mid-major coaches. Um, about some of those guys, you know, particularly uh, el Haji Thiem played really well on Sunday. Uh, Maceo Williams from uh, Gehanna Lincoln I thought was very consistent all weekend. Uh, Back to the basket guy, just knows how to play. He's got great touch over both shoulders. Um, He stepped out in one of the games I watched, and he hit three or four 15-footers just in the first half. Um, But I would say another kid, his high school teammate, uh, Jarius Jones, who I believe is on the the lemon team, if I'm not mistaken, I kind of confused the two groups, but Jarius Jones, I thought was a kid that I've always been intrigued with his size. And, you know, if you look at him, he the key just passes the eye test. Um, but I wasn't sure, you know, how skilled or how productive he was. And this weekend he kind of answered a lot of those questions for me. And I thought of his size. Uh, I thought he was able to really handle the ball better than I remembered uh, from the high school season. I thought he made some really good plays and, his motor just stuck out, you know, stood out to me. Um, I'm trying to think of another kid, Tassos Cook from Westerville Central. Um, 6'2", 6'3", wing, great body, good athlete. Uh, was able to kind of slice and dice, get to the rim, make plays for his teammates. Um, they have, yeah, they have just a bunch of really good complementary pieces. And, uh, you know, for a program that doesn't necessarily always get, like, the top-level guys, they sure as heck do beat a lot of really good teams. And I remember last year at Spies, uh, I believe their 17U team uh, beat all of Ohio Red, you know, whether it was like the semifinals or maybe the championship. So um, Nova has, over the last few years, have definitely become like a household name as far as Ohio AAU goes.
0: Were you able to see uh, Josh? much of Josh Whiteside?
1: So Josh Whiteside plays for that Nova Reese team.
0: Um,
1: Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so he's a 16-U guy. I got to watch them. uh, One game, I believe it was on Friday, um, against a team. It was over in, I want to say it was the Turnstone Gym. It was, I mean, the team they played was just kind of, you know, not very good, just kind of your typical uh, local group. And I think they won by double digits. And uh, and then the next day on Saturday, they played uh, Reach Legends out of Detroit. Uh, who is consistently, you know, one of the more talented teams in, uh, in Michigan. Um, and it was, mind you, it's 8.45 in the morning. And I thought that they just flat out competed. Uh, that, that whole group, uh, I thought DJ Moore was the standout, a um, kid who just committed the Liberty. Uh, I want to say it was yesterday. Uh, Josh Whiteside, who I thought kind of had an underwhelming high school season. He was great all weekend, really physical, tough kid. It's kind of mean, like mm-hmm. um, he's a kid. That, uh, I'm not sure I would want to try. I don't know if I would want to guard him right now. Um, so, yeah, he was very physical, just kind of initiated contact, was good back to the basket. Um, I thought Justin Perry from uh, New Albany was intriguing at times. Um, but another kid who who jumped out at me and I thought had a really good weekend was uh, Cooper Davis, uh, who was at Reynoldsburg last year, and I believe he's going to Olentangy Liberty. Um, you can tell that, you know, him and his dad have been working on his body and you know, he's always a kid who's been regarded as one of the better shooters in that class. So to see him kind of fill out and see him add some toughness to his game was nice to see. Um and I believe that group made it to the championship game as well. Um and lost to to Indy Heat sixteen U EYBL team, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, you're you're correct. Um yeah, Cooper, you know, he's got some pretty good size. Uh, on that perimeter, very long. Um, got to see him a couple times in Reynoldsburg the last couple of years. Uh, quickly back to 17 you, I know this is a kid you're pretty high on uh, from Hobson
1: elite Jemiah Neal. Yeah, so um, I- I've seen Jemiah um, back in you know, his freshman year, I believe he started. Uh, At uh, Toledo, St. Francis, de sales started pretty much the whole year. I remember I was watching uh, watching their game uh, when he was a freshman. And at that time, he was about six, four, super just kind of lanky, wiry kid. And I was just impressed with his ability to kind of get to the rim and not only just kind of finish with his athleticism, but his ability to see the floor and be able to make that next pass or make that extra pass. And uh, I think that's a part of his game that really. I uh, was just kind of on display this weekend um, on a team, uh, you know, a hops and Elite team that didn't have um, necessarily like the, the best playmakers in terms of like their backcourt. I thought he was exceptional while it was transition um, in the half court, you know, operating out of the pick and roll, uh, you know, and the kid is at six, six, as long as he is. And as athletic as he is, uh, I think his skill with the ball makes him a super intriguing prospect. Um, and it, I think, you know, this is my opinion. I've been right before. I've been wrong before. Um, but if we had, you know, our typical AAU season with live periods, um, he's a kid I think would have absolutely blown up um, in terms of, you know, those mid-major plus programs. And even some of those high major guys would have started to sniff around.
0: Yeah, it's good good stuff there. And he he uh, was on that uh, Toledo-Rogers team, and we were talking about teams that were left hanging Uh, Toledo Rodgers was in the D2 semis. uh, Yeah, and they were
1: were on a a collision course. I think they had to play Parma Holy Name. Yep. Um, And if they would have won that game, chances are they would have played against uh, Lima Shawnee. Um, And I can tell you this right now, if that game would have happened, I would have made that two hour and 45 minute drive out to uh, Bowling Green to watch that game. Um, yeah,
0: that would have that would have been a high level contest, you know. Shawnee play had to play Upper Sandusky, and you know you don't want to write people off, but man, would have loved to see Rodgers
1: against Shawnee. Oh, it would have been a blast, absolutely. I think uh, I think it's pretty safe to say, at least from what I saw, um, I thought Toledo Rodgers was the most athletic team uh, in Ohio last year, um, with the Deshaun Nelson kid, uh, who I believe is going to a Division One JUCO in Texas. Um, freak athlete at six, six, uh, you had Steven, uh, Steven Coleman, who's a junior and was also on that Hobson elite team this weekend with Jemiah. Um, yeah, Kiki Wyatt, who's six, two point guard. Um, you had a kid, Oh, that kid's name is Curtis Jackson. I believe, uh, he was like a six, six forward, just really athletic, well put together. I mean, that team was huge. Uh, you know for a for a high school team to start six two six four six five six six, and six seven uh especially like in division two um uh, that that 's pretty massive and you know that 's not even you know taking into account their length and just kind of overall athletic ability well
0: the uh the sixteen U's out there uh I was able to see uh, a few of those teams, Nova Village Reese who you had mentioned, uh, C2K, uh, Lima. I uh, was able to see, I, I know you I think you got to see them as well. There was a couple of kids that were intriguing on that team from Lima Senior. Uh, Indy Heat, uh, the EYBL team has um, some Ohio guys on it, C2K, and then I was able to see a local Central Ohio team that Zach, Zach Fleer had been talking to me about. Uh, with the kid from Columbus to Sales.
1: Yeah, the Atticus Schuler kid.
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad at all. No,
1: he's a kid, I believe, um, Zach Fleer runs that. Um, he does an event every year called the Intro. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's usually like in August where he invites, uh, you know, rising <laughs> freshmen. Uh, when that kid was in the Intro, I want to say Zach told me he was like under six foot. And then, you know, within a year, he you know, he sprouted up to six 6'4". Um, you know, he's just a really long, lanky kid. And uh, the one thing I really liked about Atticus during the high school season is he can guard. Um, and at the high school level, he can guard a, a number of different spots. And I think as you, you start to see his perimeter game coming about, he's a kid who I think has got a chance to be really good And should honestly have a, a big season next to, you know, Des Watson and DeSales, especially with uh, Kobe Ryder moving on to John Carroll. Uh, so they should be a fun group to watch. And I, I believe they're, they're still Division Two. I, I might have to check that. They, um, they are. Yeah. So it should be interesting. Uh, and I know Zach spoke very highly of him. And uh, some of those C2K teams, uh, I got a chance to watch C2K Lima against the top Indy Heat team. Um, which I honestly, going into it, didn't expect it to be a very competitive game. Um, and I guess I underestimated uh, some of those guys that the Coach Q has coming back. And there's a kid named on Mayo, I believe is his name.
0: Yeah, I had never heard of that kid, and I was,
1: I was impressed. Me too. Um, at 6'2", 6'3", he was long. He's got kind of like those broad shoulders that you look for in a wing. Um, and he just made plays. He was a kid I thought really competed. He had good bursts. Uh, made a couple shots and, you know, could kind of play either guard position. And he—he's a kid that I think you should really see him a lot um, in Lima Senior's rotation, uh, especially uh, you know considering the the big senior class that they just lost. Um, so it, it'll be fun. And then there was another kid I believe he's like six five, really long kid, Brent Moss maybe is his name. Yeah, Brent Moss. Yep. Yep. Lima Senior kid. So, yeah, Coach Q uh, seems like he's just kind of reloading. He's gonna I feel to... like
0: Q has, like, 50 guys on the
1: roster. Oh, I uh, know. It, and then you have, you know, Khalil Luster, who plays with the top C2K team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron Miles, who's also on that top C2K team. Um, and Cameron Miles is a kid who, who looks like he just came out of a comic book. I mean, at, at 6'1", 6'2", he's, he's about as strong as a kid as you're going to find. Um, especially on the perimeter, so Q's going to have a, you know his his guys, and you know he's going to have some athletes. And he, I think the one thing that he does with Lima seniors, he gets the most out of those guys from a competitive standpoint.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned that C two K Lima team went up against the the top Indy Heat team in 16 you Let's just set set the 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 scene there. That is a stupid talented Indy Heat team uh, from. Uh, You know, G- CJ Gund, uh, uh, Deontay Davis. I mean, that, that team is just so talented. And, and the big fella uh, from Centerville uh, was able to be there on Sunday. I believe you said he was down in Florida and, and just had gotten
1: back. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to assume that the family was down in Florida with uh, Big Mo, mm-hmm. who's, uh, who's going to be attending, I think it's DME um academy Uh, i'm not sure if it's in i think it's like fort lauderdale maybe somewhere down there um and i i know that he missed the games on thursday and friday i'm not sure if he was there saturday but um he did play on sunday um and he's a kid to me who it seems like he gets he gets taller he gets longer every time i see him um he looks legit six eight maybe six nine um, and he's got just, I mean, he's as wide as an airplane, man. A kid is super long, athletic, and I, I think he hasn't even scratched the, the surface uh, in, in terms of some of the things he can do. I've seen him hit a pick-and-pop 17-footer. I've seen him catch it in, in stride and dunk it on a pick-and-roll. Uh, I've seen him face up and drive. I mean, so his, his, his length, his athleticism, his fluidity, he's a, he's a kid who's going to be on a lot of high major boards, um, you know, considering, uh, you know, he stays here in Ohio and doesn't join his brother down in Florida.
0: Yeah, he scores it pretty well over – he's pretty confident with both hands uh, with his back to the basket. I've seen him with that left hand several times. Um, just, you know, pretty pretty fluid in there. Um, and, and he's a definitely a kid that, you know, his best basketball is definitely still ahead of him. And and he's, as of right now, down there playing for Coach Cups at – at that with that loaded 2022-2023 Centerville outfit um 15 U TJ uh our boy Tuck uh and Bates Fundamental gets it done um you know when I watched them it's kind of like you know they were just kind of toying with with the team that they were playing and it was like they could It felt like at any point they could make that like 15-0 run or 20-0 run. Uh, Very talented team. Um, Obviously, Bates Fundamental, you know, connected with Amani Bates and his dad. Uh, But Coach Corey Tucker, one of our good friends, uh, is part of that, and he's going to be part of the prep school up there as well. Uh, But this is a team that has some Michigan guys that are very talented, but also uh, some really talented Ohio guys.
1: Yeah, so I, I think um, they have four Ohio kids on their roster uh, with with Marlon Barnes and Tyler Williams, both from Brush High School out of the Cleveland area. Um, they have a kid named Coy Thurman, who's originally from Chicago, who played his freshman year at uh, Copley High School right outside of Akron. Uh, and then the fourth kid is probably, you know, the, their, their premier guy right now, uh, Rayvon Griffith out of Cincinnati Taft. Uh, and he's a kid that... I, I like for many reasons, but I would say the the one reason that really just kind of jumps out at me is I've seen him in AAU. I've seen him in high school. I've seen him in open gyms. Uh, and the one thing that all those different settings have had in common is that he just flat out competes. He's so long. He's, he's athletic. He's active. He rebounds on both ends of the floor. You know, he can guard different spots and uh, he has all of, you know, the, the physical tools to be a really, really high-level prospect. And I, I think his ceiling is, you know, is as high as he wants it to be. And I think he's going to go as far as he can shoot the ball. Um, and he's a kid who, you know, can kind of make shots now. But I think it's that perimeter game, you know, gets more polished throughout the years. Um, and he's got a chance to potentially be a McDonald's All-American. Um, and I feel like, you know, in Ohio, we we haven't been super lucky as of late. But I think he's—I think he's got a chance to, you know, to be one of our first kids in a little while to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree with all those things that you you
1: mentioned about him. And he's—he's
0: he's a selfless player. I mean, he—he he could, you know, he could be as selfish as he wanted to be. I mean, with the the talent that he has, but man, he's got a really high basketball IQ, uh, and, and makes—he plays so hard and makes makes the right pass and and he's always, you know, around as far as rebounding and getting his hands on the ball and just really like what I've seen from him, especially as young as he is. Um, You love Marlon Barnes as well. A kid from, from brush who you think uh, has a ton of potential.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's a probably, um, uh, I I think it's pretty safe to say one of the the better prospects in the entire Cleveland area, regardless of class, uh, at at 6'5", 6'6", you know, he looks the part with his length um, and just kind of his his athleticism. Uh, I think he's a kid, you know, for a young guy, 14, 15 years old, um, his skill set is pretty mature. You know, he shoots a really, really good ball. Uh, With that Bates Fundamentals team, he kind of, you know, turned into just like a pure catch-and-shoot guy. Um, but I think over the years and, you know, as he develops, I think he's a guy who's going to be able to attack those closeouts, um, be able to make some plays off the bounce. And uh, I think as he gets tougher and stronger, uh, and I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. Uh, and I believe uh, Pitt, where his, uh, his former teammate John Hughley went to school, I think Pittsburgh uh, reached out and offered him a few weeks ago. Um, so it, it looks like I'm not the, not the only one who, who feels pretty high on that kid.
0: Yeah, when you're, you know, like a kid like Marlon Barnes, I mean, you, if he plays for a, a lower, you know, a lower tier travel team, I mean, he's going to jump off the map. But when you – obviously, he's got the, the intangibles as far as like the size. Like he looks like a basketball prospect. Um, but when you're playing with a team with that many talented guys and, and everybody's getting their minutes and stuff – you know, you kind of got to gotta find your niche and find your role and, and settle in and, and make, you know, it just makes the team all that much better with, with that many talented kids on it. Uh, they do win the tournament, and, but some of the other teams that I saw, you know, were C2K elites, uh, Hopson. Uh, I like the Mommy Bay Turf team uh, with uh, Hornbeak from Toledo St. John's. I saw Indy Heat's EYBL with Gabe Cups uh, Northwest Ohio. Um, kid, I wanted to mention, uh, and I asked you about him in our text message, uh, Chico Johnson, man, I really like this kid from uh, Toledo central Catholic. I think he's, he's gotta be one of the better guards in that 2023 class in Ohio.
1: Yeah. So he's a kid that, that I've heard about, um, you know, since the start of the season, I want to say he started every game at Toledo central Catholic this past year. Um, I know he's kind of developed a reputation in Toledo as a kid that you know can just flat out score the ball. Um, but when I watched him uh, th- this past weekend, I watched and got to see him twice in person, and then I, I watched uh, their game against Indy Heat uh, on the live or on the replay this morning. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I think they're, you know, he 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 made a case to as being the top guy in that class uh, as far as point guards go, and. He was long. He's six-two. He's long. He's active. Uh, you know, he was good out of the pick and roll. You know, he had some catch and shoot shots. Was able to get to his pull up, and I think defensively in that Indy Heat game, he did about as good a job on Gabe Cups as you know as you could have asked for. Uh, you know, with his length and athleticism, he's able to sit down, move his feet, kind of affect some of his shots. And uh, I, that's a kid who I'm very excited about seeing in the future. And you know, hopefully, if we have a season, a kid I'll be able to check out. Um, because I know uh, they actually got two transfers in that class. From What I'm hearing, uh, a uh, 6'7 kid named Javon Jones, who was at Toledo Whitmer, um, and then Michael Greenley, who was, as a freshman, was the backup point guard at Toledo St. John. Uh, So I'm hearing that both of those kids will, will be going to Toledo Central Catholic, and that gives them a really, really strong core to work with in that 2023 class.
0: Yeah, I was able to see Greenlee over the weekend as well. He's he's tough. I like him. Um, you moved on from there, and uh, you went up to Lorraine, and I, I do uh, – it kind of got uh, – I don't know what you want to say. It, it was originally supposed to be at the Sandusky uh, –
1: we're up there by cedar point right yeah i think it's called the the cedar point sports complex uh i I believe it it just opened up in you know last december so it's less than a year old it's got like 10 to 12 brand new courts in it
0: yeah it Um, looks looks beautiful from from the pictures i was seeing. yeah
1: absolutely beautiful uh anyone who's been out to the eybl or just kind of aau uh, in general, if you've been to the, the Pacers Fieldhouse in Westfield, Indiana, mm-hmm. um, I've heard it's very, very similar to that uh, in terms of how it's set up and just kind of how state of the art and how nice it is. Um, so, unfortunately, yeah, the, the tournament did get moved from there. And I, I think due to some of the jargon that was used by um, the governor and um, in terms of what they were allowing with contact sports, um, they had to change the, the format of the event. Instead of it being a tournament, um, it turned into just kind of what they called scrimmages or, you know, showcase games. Uh, so thankfully, I was able to go up there on Saturday. It was at a place called Lost Nation Sports in Lorraine, uh, which I had never been to before. It is pretty nice on the inside, but I can honestly say it was single-handedly the hottest gym that I've ever been to in Northeast Ohio um, I, I lost a few pounds just by sitting down. Um,
0: it was even better when you got there and Roth was there.
1: Oh yeah. My, my buddy, um, (laughs) yeah, I got to, got to spend some good time with Roth and you know, he's a kid. I know we all, you know, kind of give him a hard time, but, uh, one thing I don't think anybody can say about Roth is, you know, that kid works his butt off. Um, and he's always in the gym. He's always asking questions and, you know, he's trying to learn. And, you know, he's excited. And, you know, as someone who was just in his position, you know, five, six years ago, uh, I completely understand where he's coming from. And, it, it, you know, it's nice to see some of these guys come in and, you know, start to make a name for themselves and just doing things that they enjoy and that they love to do. Um, so, yeah, me and him got to catch uh, a couple of the TNBA teams who have some really good prospects and uh, Luke Chacon going to Youngstown State, uh, Henry Raynor from San Ignatius, who's getting a bunch of interest right now. Um, but what Saturday for me turned into was, um, very quickly turned into the Kobe Johnson show. Uh, so Kobe Johnson's a six, four guard out of Canton McKinley, um, which is, you know, five to seven minutes away from my house. And, you know, thanks to his dad, you know, I kind of got a heads up on the kid pretty early on. I got to watch him, you know, from his eighth grade year, all the way up until now. And so I've got to see the, the full transformation of his game and, he's a kid when that light is on and he's fully engaged and he's assertive and he's aggressive. uh, There, there are not too many kids in the state of Ohio that, you know, can impact the game in as many ways as him Uh, against Lima senior during the year. I thought that was kind of like his breakout party. Uh, He had, he had 26 points, 28 points, completely controlled the game, played at his own speed, wasn't affected by Lima's press. And, just I, I, it was incredible. He was the, by far the best player on the floor of that game, um, and he started to carry over some of that momentum. And on Saturday, he was unbelievable. Uh, he had about four or five threes. Uh, he's a kid whose body was already kind of advanced at his age, and looks like he's put on even more weight. So he's really strong, long kid, um, and he he was he was absolutely impressive. And um, just shortly after, uh, you know, he committed to to Bob Huggins in West Virginia.
0: Yeah, and I I wanted to mention that, of course. And, you know, Bobby slips in and and seems like he gets an Ohio guy um, almost yearly. I mean, you look at, you know, the roster over the last couple years right now, you got Derek Culver. uh, You've got Deuce McBride, who um, had a really good freshman season for, for Hugs. Um, I think this is a really good get, and a lot of people that have seen Kobe more than I have uh, really feel like this is a this is a hugs type of guy.
1: Yeah, so at, at his size, you know, like I mentioned, he's six four, about two hundred pounds, so he's a really put together kid, uh, and he's he's long. He's probably got a you know six nine, six ten wingspan. Uh, defensively, I, I think, you know, he can make a case as being, you know, the premier defender in Ohio's 2021 class. And, uh, you know, you combine that with his feel and overall IQ of the game. And uh, I think as his perimeter game. And, you know, he, he starts to come around and uh, progress, you know, into more of a consistent shooter. Uh, I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. And uh, I think he kind of fits that West Virginia mold in terms of his toughness um, and what he's going to give you on the defensive end.
0: Yeah, it was uh, to finish finish up here. Uh, it's been a busy couple of days as far as commitments go. You know, you'd mentioned earlier DJ Moore of Worthington Christian, who who also plays football uh, for Worthington Christian, uh, committed to to Liberty. Um, and, and Liberty, you know Richie Mc, uh, Richie has really turned this program around in his second. Liberty, they've won 29 uh, and 30 games, respectively, in the last two years. They won a tournament game, beat Mississippi State in 2019. Uh, they were in the tournament, won the Atlantic Sun again, uh, obviously didn't get to play. But, uh, you know, 2022, so DJ still got two more years left, but this is a, obviously a big get for for Liberty.
1: Yeah, he's a kid that um, I, I know Zach Fleer has been pretty high on from day one. And um, I was able to get down. And I want to say it was maybe the, the district semifinals this freshman year. They played Grandview Heights, uh, who had a couple of really good players, and Luke Lachey and Brian Collier. Uh, so I got to watch him as a freshman go against some older guys. And he was really good. Um, you know, he was kind of really aggressive and looked to score the ball as a freshman. Um, I got to see him twice last year as a sophomore, and he kind of took the opposite approach, at least in the games I was at, um, and just completely controlled the pace. Um, It's very rare that you can find an underclassman who can impact the game without scoring the ball. Uh, And I thought he did such a great job as a sophomore, of picking his spots, uh, advancing the ball with the pass, just being really unselfish and efficient offensively um and then watch him in aau go for 30 points 32 points in some of these games it uh it just kind of seems like he he changes you know his hat every game uh you know whether he wants to score the ball or kind of get others involved um and liberty has done a, a really good job as far as you know identifying him early um understanding you know how how important his faith and you know religion is and Uh, They got it. They got a really good get. And in my opinion, one of the better guards and one of the better overall prospects in Ohio for that 2022
0: class. Yeah. um, Let's uh, close with this. Uh, I think everybody uh, around the state, you know, wants to know um, Ohio state lands Malachi Branham, who is a, probably I'm assuming was their top target uh, to land on that 2021 board Uh, and they get the job done. And I, and I mentioned this, you know, outside of LeBron's honorary locker that he has there at Ohio state, Curtis Wilson, uh, 83 grad of St. Vincent, St. Mary's the last Irish kid to, to play uh, hoops for the Buckeyes. Uh, This is a huge get. Not only is the kid talented, but as far as like, saying, hey, um, for, for, for the staff saying, hey, we can land the top guy in the state uh, and we're going to prove it, and they did. What is Ohio State getting in Malachi?
1: Well, first and foremost, I, I know our, our buddy Zach Fleer is, you know, very excited at, at the fact that Malachi <laughs> Brandon is finally going to be playing basketball full-time in Columbus, Ohio.
0: You know, he's never mentioned
1: that. No, yeah, not very, not very often at all. Um, but Malachi, is a kid, you know, as a freshman, you know, he's always had the, you know, the physical tools, the athleticism, the size. Um, but I think the motor early on was kind of the issue with him. And and one thing I've learned with some of these young guys, it's not necessarily like an effort standpoint. Um, a lot of it's just kind of like a lack of confidence. Uh, and I, re- I vividly remember this, so I'm out in uh, Spies last year watching an uh, NEO true game on uh, 16U. Um, and the whole weekend, I mean, Malachi was tearing it up. I mean, against Mac Irvin Fire, he put on an absolute show, uh, went for 30-plus points, um, and he had just multiple games like that. And I want to say even prior to that against uh, Olentangy Liberty in the state semis, I think he had a really, really good first three quarters. He ended up cramping up. So it seemed like towards the end of his sophomore year, that light started to come on. uh, And then during the spring of AAU, it just stayed on. Um, He was a kid who blew up, ended up being a a consensus top 50 guy. And uh, I think what the Buckeyes are getting is they're getting a a composed athlete, uh, a guy who who just kind of plays at his own speed, really under control, uh, smooth operator, 17 feet and in, you know, can kind of stop on a dime pull up for the mid-range jumper, can get to the rim and finish with his length and extend. Um, And I think it's his perimeter game. And as his jump shot continues to expand out to that college line, um, he's a kid who has a chance to be really, really good. Um, And that's not even mentioning, uh, I think, his potential and upside on the defensive end. Uh, So I'm very excited. I'm happy for him. Uh, I know his Uncle Lawrence is probably really happy as well. And it's just nice to see a good kid and a good family. I uh, get to go back home. I uh, get to go back home to the Buckeyes and, and play and it'll be interesting to see kind of how that pans out.
0: Yeah my my, uh, my story is when he was in junior high here in, in Columbus um, Adam Shoulders a guy you know um, running the Crossroads Elite he came up to, uh, to uh, spend a couple nights up here. I think he was gonna go see Ty Kish uh, for a couple of nights as well and yeah, uh, i went off to school and he said hey i think i'm gonna go to a uh junior high basketball game tonight and i'm think looking at him like what <laughs> what are you talking about he goes ah there's some random city league junior high game tonight i'm just gonna go check and see if there's a player or two so he comes back and he says got one man i think we got a potential high major guy i said oh yeah who's that he said ah it's malachi brand and uh and I've always reminded him of that, man. He was all he was all over that one, and he probably, knowing shoulders, he probably watched the game minutes. <laughs> but uh, you know, Malpey is coming home. He's coming back to to Columbus to to be a Buckeye with the uh, Johnson and Kaylen Etzler. So it's a a really good class centered around you know some of the better Ohio prospects, but. You know, TJ, you gave us a, a wealth of knowledge here today. Um, most people that listen to this show know who you are, but if not, where can they follow you at?
1: Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter uh, at NEO underscore spotlight. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty active on there. Uh, I'll be going to a few events uh, coming up. Uh, so I'll be down in Columbus the next two Tuesdays. Uh, checking out some guys down there and so if you got any food spots uh any particularly you know some taco spots uh feel free to feel free to let me know um so one thing you know that i enjoy just as much as basketball is some good food so
0: yeah if you if you follow tj on twitter you're gonna you're gonna see usually three things you're gonna see basketball for sure you're gonna see food absolutely and, and maybe a splash of music right
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much – Just a little splash.
0: Maybe maybe a a retweet of an old-school WWE meme or something (laughs) like that.
1: Absolutely.
0: But, yeah, TJ, man, I really appreciate it. And I say this wholeheartedly, man. You you have really – business. And outside of Ron, Dan, and Kyle, I don't think anybody has seen as many of these kids live and in person as you have. Um, and you are somebody that really truly loves what you're doing you're not out there for a paycheck, and you know you're not out there to to meet the next high 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 major guy you're you're in it for all these kids and you truly do love what you do basketball and i wish all the best man and just
1: good i appreciate that Stubbs. and i'm sure i'll be talking to you soon and Um, if you need anything, you know, just feel free to reach out, but All right, my man. All right. Thank you. Yep. No problem.